to the Success After Barber School podcast, where we give advice to new and seasoned barbers on how to reach a six-figure income through training, mentoring, and coaching. If you're new in our industry or old in our industry and are ready to join the top 1% in earning a six-figure income, this is the show for you. Welcome back to the Success After Barber School podcast. Today, our guest is the lovely, most talented, Kira Loveland. Let's go. So, Kira, before we jump into all of it, right, let's just cover the basics. Give us your name, where you're from, how long you've been a barber, why and how you started, and what motivates you. Okay, so my name is Kira Loveland. I've been in the industry for since 2015. I didn't really get into barbering until maybe about like four years ago. I started off as a full service stylist. And then I worked on a lot of like the chains, you know, the chain stores like Great Clips, Supercuts. I manage like two sport clips. And I think that's where my barbering, where I wanted to get more into barbering was when I entered the sport clips world because it's mostly men and boys haircuts. And then... I never was really good with color. (laughs) So, and then I took just a really big interest in like really getting down the technique of fading designs. I love doing designs, um, stuff like that. So what motivates me is money, 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 money. Well, and I grew up with this. My grandma was a hairstylist herself. So I was always in her shop. She also just, it was, she did booth rent, but I was always there, the little one running around doing, you know, her towels and stuff like that all the time. So it kind of, you know, I knew I was going to do this. You are predestined for it, Mm -hmm. for sure, for sure. So the four areas we're going to cover today are sales. So like when you're answering these questions, Mm -hmm. these are the four areas we're trying to cover. Okay. Sales, marketing, operating the business, Mm -hmm. and then the finance and the bookkeeping as well. Right. So let's jump right into it. What's one thing? you wish everyone understood about your job, about our profession? Something that everybody should understand, like this is more so for like the clients too, like we are there to service you, but we're not like, like you're not, I'm not your maid or anything like that. Like, I don't know how to explain it. You're doing a pretty good job, just say it. No, seriously, they need to hear it, just say it. Like I'm just not like, we're not, like we're there to service you, but I'm not gonna hand on you, wait, like wait on you hand and foot. Okay, so that's interesting, right? It's interesting you say that because in the module, I kind of just said the opposite, right? Mm -hmm. So go into a little more detail in regards to waiting on them hand and foot. Be be a little more descriptive. What exactly are you doing? Sure. Well, I don't know if this is more so because since I'm a girl barber, it might be a little different from the men barbers too. So a lot of the guys come in and then you let's say if like someone's trying to book an appointment or something. And they're supposed to be there. They'll text me like two minutes before their service. Like, oh, I'm just going to be like a half an hour late. But you still need to get me in. And I'm like, I can't really get you in like that. And then they expect for me to kind of accommodate them. Right. I try to my hardest. Right. So, you know, it's just like little stuff like that. I'm, I'm so happy I asked for clarification because I wholeheartedly agree with you. Yeah. I've been having a little bit of that myself lately. Mm-hmm. And I put a policy in place. Are you using a booking system? Yes. Does that a booking system allow you to send out mass texts? Yes. All right. Then if I were you, right, mm-hmm. I would create a text that has a policy for people being late. Because my policy is if you're more than five minutes late, mm-hmm. then you can lose your spot. If you're 10 minutes late, you're not getting cut. 
Right. Simply put, you right. know what I mean? Because that then encroaches on someone else's time and mm-hmm. there will be a $20 fee charged to your card Sure. because my time is important and valuable and everything. And you have to know your own net worth in mm-hmm. order to do that and be comfortable with people leaving because if they leave, they're not right. meant for you. We right. can agree to that. Absolutely. Perfect. Thank you, Kira. I appreciate mm-hmm. you bringing that up. That's awesome. So when you first started as a professional from the salon to the barbering side of things, what was something that was more challenging than you expected? That guys are a little more pickier than women. Don't say. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I think that might be because we deal with a lot shorter hair and you can see more. Yes. So. Absolutely. You still have to elaborate. Well, it's kind of what you said. It's like since the hair is shorter, you can see more. And you guys, I mean, for women's hair, they can kind of hide like a flaw. Let's say if it's like a highlight or something, you can kind of hide it underneath hair. But if you have a line in someone's fade, you're going to see that like that, you Mm -hmm. know, like right away. Facts. So. Well, let me ask you this. Are men more loyal than women, though, because of that? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. So where is your shop located at? I am located in Greenfield off of 27th and Layton. Okay. And is there a lot of competition over there? Because you said you're in a suite, right? Yeah, I'm in a suite. So in my suites, it's more of like makeup artist, lash tech, stuff like that. I think I'm the only, I think there's another stylist in there, but she's more of a colorist. So in my building, no, but around the vicinity, yeah, because I'm right next to Milwaukee and there's like a barbershop and like three barbershops on every block. Yeah, (laughs) facts, facts. So... But, I mean, there's enough people, though, right? Absolutely. So how do you promote yourself? Because especially, and this is something that I, w- I want to know for all those people that are coming out of school or transitioning from the shop floor or barber shop to an individual suite, how easy slash difficult was it to go from having the clients provide it for you to having to go out and create that clientele list and be, be specific as detailed as possible? Sure. How would you accomplish it? So... When I was working, because I went from sport clips to my own suite, it was very difficult. I, off the bat, thought all my clients were going to follow me, mm-hmm. and they didn't. Right. I probably kept maybe 50% of clients from sport clips. So, yes, it was very difficult because I was jumping into something. I had no idea what I was doing. But a lot of the promoting, I it was social media. Boom. Social media. All outlets. I don't use Instagram as much as I should. But (laughs) Facebook has a lot of, like, free business things you can do. Google has a lot of free business things you can do on there to promote yourself. You can pay. That's another thing. You have to pay. I paid a lot of money right away for marketing. Mm Got to pay to play. Yep, That's important. Invest in yourself, people. Mm -hmm. Seriously. So when, in the beginning, did you find yourself giving out discounts to get people in? I did. And I didn't. Oh, I did. I, not to my existing clients, but for new clients, I was doing like $10 off haircut or $10 for a haircut just to get them in the door. What do you charge currently? Currently it's $30. $30? Mm-hmm. What all does that include? Haircut and wash. Haircut and wash? Mm-hmm. Okay. How much extra is it if like, they want facial work, eyebrows, and stuff like that done as well? So everything is kind of like a la carte. I don't put anything together except for like the haircut and wash. Eyebrows for waxing is 15. If you just want like a little cleanup with the trimmers, 10. Beard depends. If I'm doing just like a little lineup or something, that's going to be 10 right off the bat. Anything further than that, like, you know, cutting into it, shaping it up a little bit, that's going to be a little bit more. 
Facts. Mm-hmm. Facts, definitely. So as you find yourself growing and everything, right, mm-hmm. have you done any price increases yet? No. No? Mm-hmm. Are you? How, and again, how long have you been in your own suite? I've been there for about a year and a half. Are you booked bell to bell? Start no. to finish? No. No? How many days a week are you booked? I would say out of, so I take off Mondays and Sundays and Mondays I'm off. Same here. Mm-hmm. So, and I have, I set my hours right now just because I was going through all my cancer stuff. I have a lot of doctor's appointments. So my hours are from like three to eight. That's usually when my clients come in. So I'm typically booked out of every day, I'd say like four out of the five days. Okay. And so like You're some of these are kind of like sporadic, you know. You're almost there, definitely. Mm-hmm. Formula, right? So just so you know. Mm-hmm. When you get to that point where you're telling people, no, I can't get you in because I'm booked, mm-hmm. you know, that's when you want to look at increasing your prices and stuff, not beforehand. Sure. And really, it's like you want to try and rebook your next client as well. Like when you get done with a cut, can I rebook you now? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Get as many people on repeat as possible. Yes. Because that's going to help you fill that calendar up. What's one initiative that you have going on that wasn't there 30 days ago? I would say at the shop as much as I can more for the shop. If we're just talking about working and stuff, then yeah, it's just being there more. And like you said, like if I booked for the day and someone says, oh, can I get in? Sometimes I'd be like, oh, you know, I'm booked. But now I'm like, I have this like, okay, if they're asking, get them in. Doesn't matter what time it is. I will stay here late. (laughs) You know, like I got to, I got to start doing that more. Well, that's um, my, I'm going to caution you against that. Sure. And I'm going to tell you what my mentor told me mm-hmm. 10 years ago, 14 years ago when I first opened. He told me, Tim, money won't begin to chase you until you learn to walk away from it. Mm. All right? And, and like, I did the same thing, but I was arrogant. I'm like, I'm not walking away from a dollar. I'm right. not going to miss no money. I need it all. Mm-hmm. But what happened was is I was missing out on events for family time. Right. And so then when I started to stick to those posted hours, mm-hmm. people had no choice but to fall in line. Sure. Like if you want to be cut by me, right, mm-hmm. then you got to fall in line because my office hours are from 3 to 8, right. right? And then as you see yourself being booked from 3 to 8, maybe try and get in from 12 to 3. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or switch up some days because there are early morning appointments as well. Right. Like we start our days at 8 a.m. at Forever Faded. Sure. We end at 6 p.m. and whatnot. So instead of telling them yes and, like, driving yourself batty and stressing yourself out, hey, I can't get you in today, but I'll book you for tomorrow. You know what I mean? Right. Let me let me book your next appointment right now so you know. And then give them a heads up. Say, hey, because I know I'm going to be booked, you might want to look three days out. And I tell my clients, as soon as you look in the mirror like I need a cut, go three days out in my calendar and you'll probably find the time you want mm-hmm. instead of having to go somewhere else and then I got to fix their work. You know what I mean? So that's another jewel to take with you. <laughs> Ooh, this is a good one. I love this question. If you had ten times the budget you have right now, what would you spend it on? I'd probably open up, a sh- like, an actual barbershop. barbershop. That's awesome. And have chairs in there. And then also, you know, the whole getting a house, that kind of stuff. How old are you? I'm 33. 33? Mm-hmm. You're still young. Kids? No. No? I have my two nephews, though. Full time? Yes. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So, ooh, how do you get yourself out of slumps or runs? Um, If we're talking, like, burnout, kind of, excuse me. I would say... I usually try to take a vacation, D- just get out of town, get your get my mind clear, yeah, just kind of kind of zone out from work. Don't mm-hmm. think about it. Don't even look at my phone because <laughs> I'm always is back to back texts from everybody, you know. So yeah. don't even look at my emails. Nothing. Just 
get out, go do something away from work, away from home even. And that kind of brings me back to normal. <laughs> What's giving you hope for our industry right now and the new people coming out of school? Um, for the new people coming out of school, I would say maybe like the new stuff that they're learning. Because I know a lot of people who have been in like the industry for a very long time and they're kind of like stuck in their ways. And I've noticed that a lot, even with my grandma. <laughs> God bless her soul. It's so funny because she, you know, we go through things together and she's like, no, you have to do it this way. I'm like, grandma, no, this is easier. So I find it better for the new kids getting out of school because they're so open-minded still, still re really trying to learn, trying to perfect their craft. And they might know some techniques that I might not know. And Facts. I can learn from them. Facts. You know, yep. so... That's been my saving grace um, over the years at my shop. I, I adopted an attitude a long time ago that no matter who I hired, I would always be open to learning from that person because somebody knows something that I don't know. Mm -hmm. And then, like, once I perfect that technique, that skill set that they've shown me and everything, mm -hmm. I may go back to my old way and everything, but at least I know how to do it and I got that in my repertoire and stuff like that, you know, because it just it's iron sharpens iron and stuff, and that's why it's very important to at least tap in with the industry, even if you can't be with someone, right? Go on YouTube, check out Instagram and stuff. Look at those other barbers. Speaking of which, are you going to the um the barber uh, competition, the expo? No, I wanted to. I was gonna go, but they switched the date. Got it. And I'm gonna be in Colorado. Ah, what's in Colorado? Just vacation. This is my uh my burnout time. <laughs> We're at now. I'm gonna go clear my head a little bit. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. A little celebratory Bur thing. Burnout time. Mm -hmm. Is that code for something? No, 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 no. This is this is like, you know, from going, working so hard for this past, like, year, going from, because when I opened up the suite, I was working with somebody else right before I left for cancer treatment, my surgery and stuff like that for breast cancer. They left me a week right before. Oh, wow. So, thank God it happened because we were going to go into business together. Uh -huh. So, but anyways, so when I left... And came back after a month, I had to, like, hustle, hustle, hustle. So now it's kind of like, you know, I need that refresher, get out of town a little bit, refresh Facts. my mind. Okay, so if you were sitting next to a leading expert in our industry right now, what would you ask them? What's their favorite tools to use? That's my favorite question to ask anybody, any barber, any stylist. Because I'm kind of like a tool hoarder a little bit, uh, <laughs> and I think a lot of people in this bar in the barber industry they're the same way. Like yeah. we see a new shiny tool, we're like, "Ooh, I gotta have it," you know. But I do like asking that too, just because a bunch of different clips they all cut a little differently, you know. Facts. And if they this is their favorite, you know, I'm gonna go and get what she just told me. So you know? my question to you: What's your favorite? What's your go-to right now? Well, I love for trimmers is. Always my wall detailers. Really? Yes, I love them. Have you tried the uh, Babyliss yet? I have, yes. Which ones? I forgot the, gold, the one. The gold head or the black head? It was the black, the black. The FX. Mm -hmm, I think so. Yeah, the FX. I, it was, I used one of my, my friend's um, trimmers. I never bought that one. Because right now, I'm still a big fan of wall, mm -hmm. as well as Andy's sure. and stuff. But right now, my go-to across the board is the Babyliss Pro, Low Pro. Okay. Specifically, and I used to marry my work between different clippers. Sure. And what I found out is I was making my work more difficult in regards to erasing that line. 
I'm almost completing the majority of my work mm-hmm. with these bad boys right here, start to finish, and then clipper over comb work, and the work has become easy again okay. and everything. And, like, a pair of clippers that I love is the uh, Oyster metal detachables. Mm-hmm. Got to have those. It just makes for thick, straight hair and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It gets through it so easy. So you don't, especially if I'm doing, like, you know, somebody will say, oh, I want a one blended up or a two blended up. Mm-hmm. I literally take that one and go straight up their head, mm-hmm. create that guideline, and then work my way around, shape it out and everything. Right. And it's like. And, you know, a lot of people, a lot of stylists and barbers that I've talked to about, like, tools and stuff like that, a lot of them are like, no, you have to get away from the detachables. But I'm like, because I use a de- detachables, too. Yeah. So I'm, I'm practicing. I like my magic clips. I'll always keep those on hand. But I use more of my detachables just because it, I feel like it's so much faster yeah. for me. Yeah, I, let's like, be honest. We're trying to be effective and efficient. Right. right. And I feel like if you can knock out the haircut, it doesn't matter what tool you really use, you know. But, I mean, a lot of the barbers and stuff that I talk to, they're like, no, you have to throw those detachables away. They don't really work. And I'm like. No, don't listen to them. They've been working for me. No, don't listen to them. <laughs> don't listen to them at all. <laughs> I promise you. Mm-hmm. The detachables are, are one of those staples in one line. It's like oil in an engine. Mm-hmm. You should always have oil in your engine. Sure. You should always have a pair of detachables on deck and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just how I feel. Where do you do your self-education, especially now that you're on your own, right? How right. are you staying up on the trends and all of that stuff? So I do a lot of my self-educating, of course, on YouTube. YouTube has there it all. There you go. I follow a lot of, like, barbers that are well-known on there. Name drop. Name Excuse drop. Me. Well, I don't even know the names. I kind of just go <laughs> through the. It's like a whole, like, spiel of them that's on my, like, videos. I kind of just go. Another one is, and this is even when I first branched out by myself, I started hitting up different barber shops and asking if I could come and shadow them. Awesome. Yeah. So I shadowed out in Waukesha. Mikasa? No, not Mikasa. I used to go there all the time. They'll get my eyebrows done because <laughs> I used to live out there. But it was TaylorMade Barber. Really? TaylorMade Barber Shop. I, I shadowed over there for, I think it was about, I think I just went there for like a day. But, and then some of like the older stylists that I know, you know, like I always ask them for like tips and tricks and stuff like that. And, you know, so yeah, it's, it's a lot of that. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Well, we're definitely going to continue this conversation. This is not going to be a one-off. Who is your mentor in the industry slash role model and why? Even if you've never talked to that person because you can have a mentor that you've never sure. physically met. Well, I would say my role model is my grandma. I'm going to have to say that because she was okay. in the industry. Um, if we're talking about somebody who is, like, famous. Um, Doesn't have to be. Just someone that you follow and you feel like they give, you know, real, real appliable information. Because in this the, in this social media world, we get caught up with the glam and the glitz yes. and all the theatrics and whatnot. Yes. You know, lately, what I've been wanting to do myself is just post the fact that I have a full schedule. Because everybody's posting cuts, mm-hmm. and everybody's like, "Well, if you're so good, why don't you post more cuts daily?" Because I don't got time to post cuts. I'm cutting sure. hair. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean. Right. So here's my schedule for the next week and a half. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so either way, what do you, what do you think here? Yeah, I don't think I really have one. I mean, it's just because there's so many big names in the industry right. that, you know, I do, like, check their work and stuff like that. Like you said, I don't get caught up in, like, the whole, you know, because if you're going to compare, I can't compare my work to their work, and then I'm going to feel down, you know. So it's like I do watch a lot of people. So I, I wouldn't say I have just one mentor role model. Right. You it's know? multiple. That's fair. So. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Definitely. 
but I have been. I do really like with the I, wild hair. Yes, I know who you're talking about. Yes. I forget her name, but I know who you're talking about. Mm-hmm. She's pretty. She came slick. out with that that line with two other people. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're gonna write a book, mm-hmm. what would it be about? Probably about my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, how I some... came from one thing to the next thing to this thing, and how I am today. Give us that one minute version of that story. Okay. So you know, rough childhood. You know, if you look at other people, like if you look at like other, like even movies or something like that, or just in real life, a lot of people, they're like, oh, I had such a rough rough childhood. That's why I'm nothing and I can't be anybody. But I would write it about me being, you know, you know, being poor, being raised up like it was just pretty bad. So. For me to being successful and me fighting for that success and actually being here and not using my past trauma. Right. As an excuse. As an excuse. Yes. I totally understand that. That's powerful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that tends to be the situation with a lot of people that find success Mm -hmm. that come from similar backgrounds as us and everything. You know, I think they said many, many, many are called, but few answer. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So everyone is called to success. Everybody has it in them, right, to be successful. But everyone is looking for the quick fix. Everybody's looking yep. for that that moment of feel good, those mm-hmm. endorphins firing and stuff versus kind of taking the attitude of putting their nose down to the grind and just horse goggle, right, mm-hmm. blocking out the peripheral, tunnel vision, your way towards success and everything. Right. You're going to have distractions and road bumps and all that mm-hmm. stuff, but you have to have a mentality to keep moving forward. Absolutely. And I'm glad we're kind of coming to an end on this in that in that terminology, right, of keep moving forward because you're gonna have slow days when you're first starting. Mm-hmm. And that's why I tell people to grab a broom, sweep up some of your fellow barbers hair and whatnot, answer the phones because that could be a person trying to get booked that's their first time booking with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Always be available, always keep moving forward, keep showing up even when you have nothing to do. Yes. Be proactive in the journey because the more you put out, the more you're gonna gain back. Our mind is a transmitter and and a receptor so the thoughts you put out are the thoughts the universe the experiences god is going to give back to you mm-hmm. because that's what you're focusing on yep so what are you focusing on think about the good right mm-hmm. keep a positive attitude live a life of gratitude and that ultimately will lead you in a direction of success absolutely hey thank you for your time today my name is mr tim today our guest has been the lovely talented Kira Loveland, I want to thank you personally again for coming in today, sharing a little bit of your story with us. For all those listening, if you want to hear this podcast, this episode, as well as the rest of them, you can find them on all streaming platforms like Apple, Spotify, etc. so forth. Take the time to tune in. Let's go. Let's grow. If you're new in our industry or old in our industry and are ready to join the top 1% and earning a six-figure income, hop on the email list to get updates on the show and live notifications for the newest trends or to be featured on the show as the Barber Spotlight of the Week. Let's go. Let's grow.